Next Mishnah reads as follows. Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda Ishkvar Habavli Oimeh Haloimed Minaktanim Lamau Doimeh Right, if a person learns from children, what is he comparable to? Laoichal anovim keos v'shoseyayin migitoi. Hear this? Somebody that eats grapes that are not fully ripe and drinks wine straight out of the vat. Machala. Hear this? Very interesting. We're going to explain. V'haloimid minazikenim. If somebody learns from elderly people, the mahudoyme, what's he comparable to? Laoichal anavim b'shulot. Someone that basically eats ripe grapes, grapes that are ready to eat. They're nice, schmuck, succulent, juicy, ripe grapes. The shaisa yain yushin. And drinks old wine. Old wine, obviously in the positive sense, meaning that it's matured, it's aged, it's schmuck, it's nice. So there's something very special over here. Rabbi Yassi Bar Yehuda, Okfar Bavli, by the way, he was actually the son of Rabbi Yehuda Bar Right, Yehuda Barilo, we mentioned many times in the Gemara. And he was a colleague of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. The Gemara tells us in the Durham Samach base Ahmed Aleph over there. Now it's interesting, before we explain, let's just understand the difference between, what would be the difference between an unripe grape and a ripe grape? The general difference would really be the taste. An unripe grape is basically sour. It's got a very bitter, sour sort of taste. As they mature, they go sweeter and sweeter. The bigger the grape generally, the sweeter it is. So what we're saying over here is in this mission is a very big insight. When you have a young, um, un- unexperienced teacher, that teacher may do a job, right? Just like when you eat a grape, you are eating a grape, but you cannot compare that grape to a ripe, fully matured grape. Therefore, what the mission is telling us is when you learn from a teacher who's young, or when you learn from children, the Ica, so you're learning from immature grapes and drinking from the vat. It's not mature, it's not aged, it, it doesn't work. So we have said, said in the past, there is an Indian of learning from children. If you remember, we spoke about this by the Chosim Ulublin, who used to, who used to uh, give a child a lollipop before davening and then daven because he wanted to see the happiness on the child, the simcha on the child, because what that does is it shows, wow, the child lives in the moment, we spoke about by the marriage here, and therefore it's important to sort of live in the moment, and therefore the Chosim Ulublin gave the lollipop a child, the child was like so excited to have that lollipop, and it showed it, wow, I can be the simcha, and the simcha is, uh, sometimes it's, you know, it spreads on the Moshechachasvivov, and generally, that's why when you see people besimcha, you become besimcha. So he wanted to give children besimcha, so that he could become besimcha, and then dub besimcha, which is the highest madriga. But the idea is, yes, there is what to learn from a child. You learn from everyone. And there is what to learn from everyone. And we should learn from everyone. But what we're saying over here is, is that, of course, to learn from people that are older, more experienced, more life experienced, and whatever, obviously that is going to be of more substance than anything else in that case. And that's very, very important in that game. In fact, the Mishnah's, um, I guess, Moshal is talking about the difference between wine in a vat and old wine that has been aged. That's the difference of the Mishnah. What is the difference between, before we said the difference between grapes that are ripe and unripe, what is the difference between wine that is in the vat that is not yet aged and matured to its full, you know, whatever time it's going to be finishing, and wine that is fully matured. So the answer is that wine from the vat, you know, is liquid that's not yet been fully fermented, and um, everything hasn't fully settled there. And they bring that down, the teaching of a young person is not free from error. It, it, it lacks the full fragrance, the full flavor, right? And um, he, he may not believe in his Talmudim as much as an older, more experienced 
teacher would. Whereas if you have an older person who's got, you know, more years of experience of teaching, and therefore he's got more of an idea of what the right thing is, and also he's got more belief in his Talmudim, which is a big thing, by the way. You know, they made a study once, interesting study. You know, you ch- sometimes you have like two classes in a year. You'll have like the upper class, or, like for the better boys, and then you have the lower class for the, you know, for the boys that are not on that high level. It's a huge mistake, by the way, that all schools make, and no school should ever do that. But unfortunately, we're living in a world where people make mistakes, and systems are not always the way that they should be. But I'll call him, we should never, you know, class people in that way. And I'll tell you why. Listen to this. They made a study. Again, there was a school, and this unfortunately goes all over the world, where they would literally have, and they had that, where they had, um, the higher level and the lower level and um the higher teacher and the lower teacher who's got you know the higher students and the lower students whatever they went on for years and so what they did one time was they um what they did was is they, they they switched it around but they didn't tell the teacher which means is what they put was in the in the higher teacher who was supposed to be taking the higher level students ended up with the lower end students without knowing it and the lower end students ended up with the higher end students without knowing it and it came out that the, the the results were almost identical to every other year, which means that even though the higher teacher took the lower students, they ended up performing just as well as the higher students would have performed if they were in that class. They worked out the statistics. What does that mean? That means like this. That means, okay, yes, you fooled the teacher, but what does that mean? That means is when you believe in someone, when you really believe in someone, they can do that. Horaya. This teacher thought they're getting the higher students. So, okay, we could do higher things. We could do more. We can get on a higher level. Little did they know that they were getting the lower end students. If they would have known they got the lower end students, what would they have done? They would have done the lower end blend of work. They wouldn't have done worked them so hard. They wouldn't have expected so much from them. But no, they actually expected a lot from them because they assumed that they were on the higher level. What does that show? That shows when you believe in someone, you think they can do it, you're empowering them to do it. And by the way, that applies not only in a classroom, obviously it applies in yeshiva, and it applies that so often. I've heard this so many times from, you know, different rebbeim and different yeshivas over the years, different times, you know, oh no, they can't do that. You can't, you know, I'll, I'll say an idea. Why don't we do this? And I'll hear, huh, these guys are not shy to that. They're not going to do that. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Do we believe in them? If we believe in them, they can do it. If we don't believe in them, <laughs> there's no way they're going to do it. We have to believe in our tamidim and our students. And another thing when it comes to your own children. But as Hashem, you guys are going to have your own children. You've got to believe in your own children. And that's something, by the way, that they will feel. Right? This is something I have to remember. You've got to believe in your own children from a young age. There's a certain element of trust that you give to your own children. Right? Obviously, with limitations, with structure, we're not talking about all of Chinuch right now, but the idea is that you give them certain elements of trust and you show them, I believe in you, I trust you. When a child feels the trust and the belief from his parent, you are empowering your child. You are showing him, I know you can do this. And when you say to that child, or even if you don't say it, but you, you live it and you mean it really by MS, you're not just saying it, you know, in the slogan, you're saying that, okay, I learned it. Once again, look at my text. The thing, I love to believe in you. Yes, I believe in you. It's not going to work. You know what I mean? It's just not going to work. You have to, you have to really, you have to live it. You have to live it. Okay. It's like the Rebbe has his strip, script and every parent has their script. You know what I mean? That is, hold on a minute. You know, the kid asked a question to his and he's not sure, but he learned it in Chemach lessons. So he quickly, yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? You've got to believe in them. But the mission over here is telling us, the mission is telling us that we should always try to learn from people with experience. Yes, we can learn from people that are young and we have definitely what to learn from them. Everyone can, can teach and everyone has something to offer. 
And Eza Chochem Alemid Mikoladum, as we said. But at the end of the day, we also have to recognize and realize the advantage of having someone that has had had experience in order to make sure that we gain the most from that. And of course, that they believe in the Talmudian. And therefore, we'd like eating ripe grapes and drinking old wine. Okay.